It doesn't make sense. Someone make it make sense. The vast expanse of his love would merit such recompense. It's foolishness, such foolishness. Those that are perishing would say that a God would give his only son to die in such a way. In a battle over all mankind that looked like great defeat, as the Roman soldiers drove those spikes into his hands and feet. The pounding of those nails led to the ripping up the veil, freeing hearts of stone that were jailed. His blood ran down and paid my bail and snatched my soul from eternal hells. Grasp at last my shame, my past, and all my life's aftermath. Helps me see the Savior's path. Up Golgotha's hill, taking the Father's wrath. The wonderful cross, oh, the wonderful cross. One look at that tree and my gaze was caught. It doesn't make sense dying on that cross. It doesn't make sense to die for the loss. It doesn't make sense for how much it costs. It makes no sense at all for the pain that it brought. The message of the cross where he hung on that tree, the weight of all sin for you and for me, all that pain and suffering so we could be free of sin, which is such a horrible disease. His blood, the contract, as a guarantee went down to hell and snatched those keys and died our death and then paid the fee and the father's eyes, his death appeased. The lamb was slain for our release. Jesus cried, it is finished. What was the premise? My sin diminished, took away my blemish when all I had was a sure death sentence that would bring my soul into full repentance, all of heaven in full attendance, our transgressions at once, he has no remembrance. So hallelujah, praise Jesus, the holy precious lamb, the alpha, the omega, the great I am, all power and glory, dominion and might, when I see the cross, what a victorious sight. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. It's more than a trinket that someone would wear. It's the weight of the world our Savior did bear. It's more than a figure on top of a steeple. It was and is the answer for all people. So every time there's a cross in your view, I pray that its gaze will ring forever true, that he loved you and still loves you more than you knew. Here is the message, the message within, come to the cross and lay down your sin. He'll wash you, he'll cleanse you, he'll make you brand new, then he'll hand you your cross to take upon too. This foolish message of the cross for me and for you. 
Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for the cross. Your cross, the cross, Lord, that you gave your life so that we could have you can have freedom, we could walk in freedom. I'm thankful, Lord, for for what you have done. And I'm thankful, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord, that is toward us. There is no one like you, Lord, in all the earth. No one. And so I pray, Lord, today as we talk about the cross, we should proclaim this message that seems foolish, but it is life. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would you just tell the Lord right where you are, just say, Lord, thank you for the cross. Just, just tell him, thank you for the cross. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, May. Sometimes when I sit down to write a sermon, I, I sit down and thinking about just points and trying to write a sermon, and sometimes a spoken word or a poem comes out. So I sat down to write that, write a sermon, and that came out. Um, because it's more than just a sermon. Uh, I, I wrote it because I pray that at the end of this message that you, every time you see a cross, every time you look at one, you gaze at one, you would know the fact that the message of the cross seems like a foolish message. It is to those that are perishing, but to those of us that are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen? It is absolutely the power of God. Where else can you, can you go? Where other message can you hear? What other religion can you go and listen to where it says that a Savior who was spotless, who was blameless, who was sinless, came and gave his life for those that were hostile toward him? The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, while we were hostile toward God, while we were saying crucify him, some of you are just like, I, didn't, I wasn't there. Yes, you were because we've been crucified with Christ. And the Bible says it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within us. And so the truth is, is that that what other message can you hear? Because it seems like it's foolish. Nobody would die. Nobody die for somebody that they don't know. Let alone die for somebody who who is full of sin and hostile toward them. But that's what he did. That's what Jesus came and he did. He died on the cross for us. No matter. Here's the message. No matter where you came from, no matter how big your sin, no matter what you have done, no matter your background, no matter your ethnicity, no matter what kind of job you have, how much money you have, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, everybody has to come to the cross and have to understand that the cross. I'm telling you, no matter how young and how old you are, I saw something this week that disturbed me. I was watching uh, Gunsmoke this week because I do that sometimes. And, and I saw a commercial where J.J. from Good Times was doing an ARP commercial. And I'm telling you what, it just made me mad. I, I was my childhood buddy. You understand what I'm saying? He is old, and he was doing an ARP commercial. Come on, bro. He was sitting up there. I mean, the dynamite had gone out. It was like a firecracker. It wasn't even like a, like a half a bottle rocket. It wasn't. You know, he used to go, dynamite. No, it was like, you know. I'm like, bro, I mean, I just, it just made me mad. That means I'm getting old. I mean, the good times have run out for that brother. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
And it doesn't matter, no matter where you come from, and just, you could be old, you could be young, no matter what, what kind of uh, status or background, everybody has to come to the cross, everybody has to know the cross, everybody has to come to it. And so that's what we're talking about today. How do you see the cross? There are three invitations that we're going to read about today that has to do with the cross, and everybody has to come into grips of the cross. Everybody has to come to the cross. You, you can say you try to bypass it, and everybody else is trying to preach a message that is not the gospel. We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but the truth is, is that Jesus died on that cross. He gave his life. There was blood that was shed so that we could have life. And here's what that is. It's what's foolishness about it, because if those that are perishing, we're going to read here in just a minute, if those that are perishing, they think it's foolishness. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense for you to say that we can come to this cross, this beam where, where someone died, and then all of a sudden I can lay my sins down And it was all nailed to that tree, all the way to every sin that you ever committed, every sin that you have committed, and every sin that you ever will commit was nailed to the cross with Jesus. You think about that just for a minute. All of it. Some of you are going, I don't, you don't know what I did. I don't want to know. (laughs) But he knows, but the truth is, is it's still and have forgiveness of sins. We have trouble forgiving our brothers and sisters, but the truth is he forgave us. I'm going to read that. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. While you're turning there, I want to do something really special. Ronna, would you stand? Her birthday is today, and I wanted us at Sellers to say happy birthday to Ronna Keller. Birthday. Celebrate. She is 23 years old. And still, I'm just making it happen. So, and gee, I'm going to leave that alone. Somebody said amen. You got an amen on that one. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Here's what it says. I want you to read this with me again. I want you to, listen, I want you, before we read, look here just a minute. When we read the scriptures, please don't just read along just to be reading along. This is not, we're, we're not reading the Bernstein Bears, or we're not reading um, some, some happy, this is the word of God. I want you to listen to these, the words of this message. Are you ready? Let's read. For the message of the cross is foolishness. The word message in the old King James says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is a power of God It's a power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is a disputer? Where it also means the debater of this age, those that are to do with debate. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness, foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Now, just look up here just for a second. This is this is what it is. <clears throat> The world is wise in its own eyes. That's what the problem is right now with the world. Everybody's trying to get wise in their own eyes. Everybody's trying to find out who is the top upper echelon, who is going to try to figure out what's going on in the world, and everybody's trying to be wise. Everybody's trying to figure out. Anybody know somebody that's wise in their own eyes? Now, don't say nothing because you may be sitting next to somebody that may be that, may be that person. You don't have to you know, say nothing but elbow them or wink at me. You may know some. You may be sitting next to them. But anybody, if you know somebody that's wise in their own eyes, nobody wants to be around that person because they think they know it all and they think they have it all. But the truth is God says, I will use the foolish things to confound the wise. 
The very foolish thing, the very thing that you think you're building your house on, the very thing that you're building your culture on, the very thing that you're building your money on, the very thing that you think is going to stand will fall to the wisdom of God. And the world is crumbling as you, as you know it. What things that you've seen, the things that we, the things that we thought and we believed in and we, things that we thought we had pride in and things that were making happen, all of a sudden those things are passing away. I've been looking at the Olympics. <laughs> USA been... I don't know what's been going on with them. But the truth is, is that we should compete. There used to be things. The things of this world are passing away. Why? Because the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our God. All those things that don't matter. He said, I'll use the wisdom, the wisdom of God. I'll use the foolishness to confound the wise. Because that's why the, those that are perishing, they say it doesn't make sense. That is, that is, that is ludicrous. That you, that you would think that I can come and that somebody was sinless in the lamp. The truth is, is that we all sinned and come falling short of the glory of God. No matter who you are. Somebody said, somebody said to me the other day, or we were talking about the other day, what would you say if somebody said, the problem is, one of the problems is, is that we don't talk about sins anymore. I don't want to focus on sin, but the truth is that we all have sinned. Is that true? All have sinned and come short of the, the glory of God. So what about, what about what's going on with, with homosexuals, what about what's going on with some of these other things that are going on and the racism and all those things? Yes. Is that is homosexuality a sin? Yes. So that's why we needed a savior. That's why racism is a sin. That's why all these other things, slime is a sin. All these things are sin, but that's why we needed a savior, somebody who would come and to sacrifice and give their lives so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Absolutely it's true that we've sinned. But the Bible says that he's washed us with his blood and we stand before him clean. Amen. That doesn't that doesn't make sense because the wages of sin is death. You sin, you pay. I had a death sentence. And all of a sudden, Jesus came down and said, I'll, I'll take him. I'll take his sin. Not only I'll take his sin, I'll take their sin. I'll take all their sin. I'll take anybody who comes to the cross. I'll take it and I'll put it upon myself. Sinless, spotless lamb was slain so that we could have life and we could live. I mean, the gavel should have came down. Bam, guilty. That was me. Then all of a sudden, Jesus said, you're clean. Your bail is paid. You're free. And then I got, I got to enjoy and share in his life because of what he has done. Amen? So there's three invitations I want to talk to you this morning about. Three invitations in this. And, and here's what it's, we're going to continue on. Verse 21 says this, For since the wisdom of God through the world, wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For the Jews request a sign, and Greeks after wisdom, seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, it's a stumbling block. They're still stumbling over Jesus. They can't get over Jesus. They can't, they can't figure out what this is about Jesus. To Jews, a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weaknesses, the weakness of God is stronger than men. So here's the truth. The message of the cross is foolishness. It doesn't make sense. And so here's the first invitation. The first invitation is, is that you got to hear the message. There's an invitation to hear the message of the cross. 
You can hear the, hear the message. It's come to your ears. And because the Bible says that faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. How else will they know unless they have a preacher? Because it said that the message, the proclamation, the preaching of the cross is, is foolishness to those that are, that are perishing. But to those that are being saved, it is the power of God. The invitation is to hear the message of the cross. You can hear. And once you hear the message, it brings faith. That, that can be me. I've told you guys many times about the times when, when I uh, re- received Jesus, the many times that I came down the aisle to receive Jesus. So many times I walked down that aisle, but uh, I, I look back on my life. I was at the full age of eight when I came to know the Lord. I had committed so many sins. Um, there were so many things that happened in my life at eight years old. Um, and, and when I gave my life to the Lord, it wasn't, it wasn't free of problems, but I know that I'm different than I was a long time ago, and the cross message, the message comes in and it changes me. Aren't you glad that you're not where you used to be? Aren't you glad that God has changed you, that you have the mind of Christ now, that your old sin has been washed away, that your past has been cut off? Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad that you're washed in the blood of the lamb? Aren't you glad that you stand in front of him fresh and made new? Aren't you glad about that? I look back on my life and I'm so glad that I'm not where I was and I look back and I say, man, that was a guy who was lost. That was a guy who was depressed. That was a guy who had anger and who had rage. An angry black man was all, that's all. I'm so glad that God has set me free and picked me up out of the muck and the mire and set my feet on a rock and called me son and called me chosen, a royal priesthood and a chosen I'm so glad that he brought me out of that place and I'm not where I used to be. I just, I'm just different. I'm changing. Why? Because the message of the cross, once you hear it, it changes you and transforms you. If you hear it, because that's the first invitation, the second invitation is for you to receive the message of the cross. My mom would say this, and you've heard this before too. Mom would say, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him, can't make him drink. My mother would say that. She said, she said boy, you're going to eat all. Now, I had a hidden talent. Uh, I could clean my plate. You know, the other kids had trouble. I was a helper. I was like, you going to eat that? You know what I'm saying? I was known as, you going to eat that guy. Let's, let's call brother, you going to eat that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have trouble eating my mom's food. It was my dad's cooking that was, uh, was going to kill us. He made some rice one time. And, Dad, I hope you're watching this. Uh, he made some rice one time. It was so bad you could spackle uh, uh, sheetrock with it. It was so horrible. It was just so bad. And what good old Butch, that was our dog. And now I realize that that's how we killed Butch. We kept shoving dad's food <laughs> off to Butch, and Butch would eat it, and that brother just died. He just, he just lost his life. Oh, Butch, up in heaven. Took one for the team. Thank you, Butch. I love you. I don't know. I, I realize now it was wrong to shove that stuff off to you, but I, I'm sorry. But he, that's how he died. Oh, Butch died eating my dad's food. Just, it was just bad. Dad, you, know, you should you, come on, put some seasoning. Anyway, the truth is... But you could take somebody, you laugh, but the truth is, is that you could take somebody, you can feed them, but they have to receive the message of the cross. It's one thing to hear the message, but the Bible says that we are to be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. 
Because if we're not doers of the word, then we're deceiving ourselves. So you can talk about it all day long, but you can hear the message. And here's what would be a folly. This is what would be foolishness to you. Is if you came on a Sunday morning like today and you walked in and you were greeted by ushers and greeters and you came in, you sat down and and you began to worship and you worshiped the Lord and and you sang some good songs and you heard a good message and then you left and you said that was a great, that was a great Sunday morning. And you did not let the message of the cross get on the inside of you and transform you and change you because it's more than just a message it's the power of God do you hear what I'm telling you I'm not just saying it's just a good sermon because the truth is is there are a lot of people preaching good sermons a lot of people are preaching stuff that is not the gospel here's what I mean if you hear somebody that's telling you that once you come to Jesus all your pain will go away all your troubles will go away and everything that you had all of that which is true you get joy you do get peace and you get the presence of God you get all those things but I'm telling you what there are problems can I tell you there are issues that come up that nobody told me about. You have to die when you come to the church. Somebody's like, die? Don't leave. (laughs) The truth is, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's Colonel West's campaign manager, so she's leaving. Anyway, (laughs) she's not. The truth is, is that that's a lie. It's not true. It's not the gospel. Yes, you get the presence of God. Yes, you get peace. Yes, you get joy. Yes, you get all those things. But at the same time, you have to take up the other invitation, the third invitation. You take up your cross. There's a cross handed to you that you take up and you follow him. My dad would say this to me. He goes, son, he goes, there's one thing about when you because, you know, you had to crucify your flesh. And I take, he goes, there's one thing for you to take that nail and you can hammer that nail on yourself. But that's only one risk. He goes, it takes your wife to have to come in and hammer the other one. You know, you do real good. You see, you laughing, but you do. We do real good. I'm crucifying my flesh. I'm crucifying no longer I to live, but Christ that lives within me. But, oh, but when you get somebody, when your wife be like, and all of a sudden, you, you, every day, you, she helps you, and she gladly helps you nail that other hand to the cross. And what is not nailed to the cross with the other hand? The kids come and get your feet and go, you know? And they're just like, Daddy, you're nice and secure? Yes, give it to me. You know? I'm just like, they'll nail it. That dude, they double-fisted hammering. Mm, John Henry nailing your feet to the cross. Why? Because you, this life is about dying. It's about giving your life. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to preach that message anymore because it's, it's, not, a, it's not a fun message. Tell me about the stuff where I come in and he take all my sorrows and my and t- tell me about the stuff where he rained down the blessings of God, make it rich, and they add no sorrow to it. That is true. It's the word of God. But can I tell you also that those blessings are not even just for you. They're so that you can give away to other people. The cross is not just for you. So you to carry it so that others can see that cross. And then all of a sudden be like, that's a cross for me because it's custom made. Can I tell you that cross for you is custom made. It fits your height, your personality. It fits your life. It fits your marriage. It fits your, your, your job. It fits you because the cross of Christ that he's called us to carry is one of those things where he's, he's, he's custom fitted for you. And everybody has a cross to bear. One with your name on it. The truth is, is once you, you see the cross, you, you hear that message, you say, that's for me, that's for you. And you, you have to come on the other side of the cross. 
You have to come. You come one side of the cross, you have to go to the other side of the cross. Come through the cross. Come through it. No matter where you are. I don't, that's what I was saying. You said, like, are you picking on homosexuals? No, I'm picking on everybody. Everybody's sin. All of it is sin. I'm picking on, on racism. I'm picking on, on those. And these, not, and not picking on, I'm just saying, these are things that happen. That, that sin, all of us have sinned, and we've got to go through the cross. So I say that. Black Lives Matter, you've got to go through the cross. All of that, all, all of the critical race theory, you've got to go through the cross. What does the cross say? All of the things that are going on with, with whatever sin, adult, all those things got to go through the cross. And here's the message, that no matter what sin that you, you've committed, no other thing that's going on, you can lay it down at the feet of Jesus. You don't have to carry it. Now, that's good news right there. You can lay it down. Not just sin. You can come and lay your burdens down. How do you know that? The Bible says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden and burdened down, and I will give you rest. And then after you lay all those things down, at the foot of the cross, is that's, that's where it is. Then, you, then there's this. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. It's a decision to follow after Jesus. It's a decision. Because once you, we come to the cross, you're just like, I'm laying all this stuff down, but I'm going to follow after him. John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold. That word means look. Look. That means look up from where you, what you were doing. Look up from the things that's going on. Look up from your problems. Look up from the anxiety. Look up from the worry. And behold, look, there's the Lamb of God. He's the one that's going to take away the sin of the world. How is he going to do it? He did it because, because before the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain. <clears throat> Hear the message of the cross. Receive the message of the cross. Then take up your cross and follow Jesus. Amen. That is, that's a, that's a good message. So I'm telling you, if there's any other message that's preached that says if you come to the Lord and there's all there is and there's everything, I'm telling you, turn it off is a false message because there are problems. But you know what I love about the kingdom of God? We were made for problems. All the problems and things that are going on in the world, we were made for that. That's, 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 our, that's our specialty. That's why I believe it's time for the church to roll up their sleeves and get to work and show the world that we have the answer. We still have the answer. His name is Jesus. He's still on the throne. He has all power, all dominion, all might. All of it is his. And he is not twiddling his thumb trying to figure out what it, what's going on. He knows exactly what's going on. How do you know? We just read. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. That's what he does. That's why everybody has to come to the cross. Because at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart were rolled away. And it was there by I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. At the cross, do you remember 
Do you remember? Can I jog your memory just a little bit? Some of you looking at me like, you hadn't jogged anywhere, but I'm going to jog your memory just a little bit. <laughs> Do you remember when you first came to the Lord? Do you remember when you first came and had an encounter with Jesus? Do you, would you rate, do you remember where you were? Do you remember where, come on, Rachel, do you remember where you were? Do you remember that the light shone in in the darkness? Do you remember that God came in and scooped you up out of that place? And all of a sudden you realized that you weren't, God had changed. Something was different. Something had changed. Do you remember that? Oh, you may be here this morning and you, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. You are in the right place, let me tell you. Those of you that are watching, you're just like, what is he talking about? I will tell you. If you hadn't heard it already, I'm talking about a man named Jesus, whom the Lord God sent his only begotten son to die for you. And if you are lost this morning and you have no idea where you're going and you have no idea where you've been and where you're going and your, your world has been turned upside down, I want to tell you there's a savior of the, of, that went to the cross and he died for you so that you don't have to carry all those burdens alone. And you can have life. Oh, you feel that? That's the power of God. That's a preaching. That's that stuff. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but it's true still. That our God is alive and He's well. And He was raised from the dead. Satan thought he had him. He was in that tomb for three whole days. Satan thought he had him, but out of the tomb, the stone was rolled away, and out of that tomb came our Lord and Savior, victorious. So that's why when you see the cross, you can realize that he, we are victorious because of him. Amen.